everyone, and welcome to the Mudhorn Clan cast on the Fangirl Zone. I am Sean Fangirl S. I'm Steve. And I'm Beskar Dave. Today we're talking about Chapter 2 of Season 1 of the Book of Boba Fett, titled The Tribes of Tantooine, written by John Favreau and directed by Steph Green. <laughs> Stephanator. <laughs> <laughs> Stephanator? Oh my god. The Stephanator. <laughs> Alright, let's jump into some initial reactions for this episode. So Steve, what do you got? Well, I enjoyed this episode because it gave us this great backstory for Boba from the time he basically got out of the pit and to where we see him in Mandalorian. And it gives enough background to make it much easier to believe that he's wanting to rule by respect instead of by fear. So that was really nice to see. And yeah, what's love- better than one hut, two huts? <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait. Did we get into football all of a sudden? What's going on? Yes. <laughs> That's their version of the double mint twins. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, I like ours better. They're quite as cute. Yeah. Not quite yeah. nearly as cute. There's a picture for the Red Sox recently. His mother was one of the double mint twins. What? <laughs> like, what the heck? Yeah, Random really fact. Random. Random fact. Yeah. I liked uh, the backstory, too. I, I loved it. The exploration of culture is amazing. And I. I think they do a better job than Star Trek, and I'm a Trekkie. I would have to agree with you that showing like, the culture and the immersiveness going back is, is a lot different than we've seen in pretty much any Star Trek or Star Wars. So yeah. I did enjoy this one myself. Twins were funny. And the fact that we keep getting sprinkles of things that apparently had only been in the comic, yes. I'm liking this. So it's really, I feel like, okay, it's like how Marvel starts pulling threads and pulling things in that now we're getting that with the shows for all the uh, Star Wars. And so Boba Fett's pulling some threads, pulling in apparently some pretty big characters. I had no idea. I had to look it up. So (laughs) I'm excited to see what's going to happen. I mean, I went like headlong down the rabbit hole after a certain Wookiee showed up. Yes. Oh, yeah. What's his name? Is it? Do you know how to pronounce his name? Correctly? No. <laughs> well, it says... Uh, or Santan. Yeah, I guess... <laughs> okay. I, Wait, I'll, what did uh, you say? Black Kersantan. Yeah, Black Kersantan. I was saying okay. Black Kristan. I heard someone Kirk- mention it once. I, I think Kirsten Steve's is closer. <laughs> I'm going to call him Kristen, so... Christy <laughs> for short. Black. Okay, I'll just call him PK. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Hey, uh... Pursuant to what Steve mentioned just now, it does answer a question, too, about why Boba's out in the desert and how we saw those speeder bikes in the Mandalorian. I'm like, what is he? How did he know that they were going to go by at that time? You know, early right. on when they had the marshal and the rest. And now because they're always standing out there waiting, I suppose, for the train to go by. And if at this point, because he had his, his standard weapon during the Mandalorian, right? The standard uh, Tuscan weapon. Yes. Right. Yeah. So that means he had gone through all the training and they had the train fight that he could have been out there waiting for a train to go by to make sure they pay tribute, perhaps, unless they have a toll booth. Oh, right. no, I didn't even <laughs> think about like they were waiting to see if they would pay tribute or something. That's interesting. It bothered me during the Mandalorian, like, what's he doing out there? How do you know when they're going to go by? Because they're out there a lot. That's why. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that wouldn't surprise me that that's what he was actually doing because mm. he was up on a ridge. And that's probably close to the entrance to the Dune Sea, so. Yeah. 
And uh, I'm not sure he spotted them or was using those super sophisticated binoculars, you know, the electronic type. <laughs> right, yeah. That I mean, are always I, fuzzy. Yeah, I know. <laughs> well, at least they work. All right, how about we jump into a recap? All righty. Another solid episode description here. <laughs> Boba Fett faces new challenges on Tatooine. I feel like somebody was really just phoning it in doing these recaps. Oh, absolutely. They're like, it's Christmas. I'm tired. Here. <laughs> this is here. It's good enough. <laughs> I think IMDB used to get in a lot of trouble for spoiling stuff. Yeah. Back in, back in the day when we were watching Fringe, they used to reveal the characters in upcoming episodes and boom, you know. <laughs> I know some of them would reveal big character arcs, too. Oh, really? Right. Yeah. That's probably before I was really paying attention to IMDB part. <laughs> Two things at once. You're smarter than everyone else because you read it. <laughs> I know who's coming back. And yep. you just wrecked it for yourself. <laughs> Told you I just want to get, uh, are we going to do discussions or do you want to get to ratings? I'm Go ahead and jump in the ratings. Okay. Go ahead, Sean. Oh, this is hard. I... <laughs> <laughs> oh, great. We're going to get into the spirit talk already. Because <laughs> <laughs> it was really good, but it's like, now it's at the bar so high. I'm like, I don't know if I should give it a five. It's like, maybe it needs to be four and a half. So it's got somewhere to go. Are you a French so, Olympic judge? We're going to give it a 4.75 <laughs> tribal dance numbers. So. Nice. <laughs> Dave? I'm giving it 4.25 out of 5 black croissantons. Okay. <laughs> Maybe it's better what? if you grunt it. Yeah. Croissanton. <laughs> Croissanton. <laughs> Somebody's going to have to tell us how we officially are supposed to say that's name. <laughs> well, I'm going to do better than you guys, or at least go all the way, which I'm known for anyway. I'm going to give it five out of five bone hone fighting sticks. <laughs> that was great, especially for the aforementioned uh, cultural exploration. It yes. was good. It was so good with that. Yeah, terrific. I really enjoyed it. I kind of missed the beginning of the episode where they go into town again and then the twins show up. I'm like, that's almost like a, a totally different episode. The rest of it, all this. Right. You know? yeah. yeah, I can see that. They did both. I'm like, you know, let's just kind of mix it together. Let's mess yeah. with everybody's head. I don't think it hurt the narrative at all, either. But it does but feel like two I, completely separate, which I know it's supposed to, past and present, but it just seems so separate that they could have did an episode on each one. Yeah. They're going to have to move back to the uh, the twins and what it means in the next episode, though. Oh, I absolutely imagine. they will. Yeah, they decided, yeah, we're going to give you this little piece of the present just to set up what... Boba's going to be dealing with the rest of the season. Yeah. And then we're going to show you how he got to where he is. So yeah. it all makes a little more sense. And we'll see how he handles the Hut twins. I am still working my way through a lot of the animated series because we're on Rebels now. Do the Hut wow. twins show up more often? I don't know. I don't remember. I, I, I stopped working my way through it. Just got too busy with other things. <laughs> yeah. like so many, ver so many different levels of the animated. So I'm like still working through. It's like, oh god, there's so much, and then so many other things that I want to watch. So exactly. Yeah. All right. Should we jump into the meat and potatoes? Of <laughs> just talking about the. <laughs> don't episode? make me hungry. It's near lunchtime <laughs> in this area. You're killing me. And don't say cheese and rice either. Hey, I won't. <laughs> Too late, I said it myself, no, my stomach's currently. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, where did anybody, we start, Well, did anybody get a Return of the Jedi feeling with the opening with Fennec bringing the 
captured assassin in and coming into the palace. Oh, yeah, I guess definitely. I had missed the big door. I, I guess you have to have a door that size when you have a boba. Yeah, I'm just I mean, laughing. I'm like, running around. does she have a garage door opener? Because we didn't yeah. even get the eyeball like, right? Maybe they just have a, a scanner outside. She's wearing her chip and it just opens up for Oh, her badge that she's supposed to swipe. It just automatically checks it. <laughs> it's good to, see, uh, good to open the episode that way with Finnick returning with the prisoner. And we learned uh, the name of the association <laughs> group that he's a member of, the Order of the North Wind. Did I tell you guys that I'm a member of the Order of the Breaking Wind? <laughs> oh, my God. So, yeah, I, I could say I'm badass, but that would be a little too good. <laughs> Who knows? I think that deserves a part a of that group, <laughs> I love how that assassin was all like, you can kill me. I don't care. I'm going to lean into it until. Yeah. Like, oh, well, maybe you want to join the monster down in the pit. Then it's like, ah. Yeah. <laughs> so much for being a badass. Yeah. Didn't we see a baby Rancor at one time or a baby monster in one of the shows we were watching? Did we? Yeah. It was a baby yeah, something. I, I think we did. It was in Mandalorian, but I don't think it was a Rancor, but it was something else that yeah. one of the famous Star Wars monsters. Yeah, I, I half expected that thing to come squeaking or squealing out of the back, and we're like, what, that? Like ankle <laughs> ankle high. <laughs> yeah. Apparently, was... word has not gotten around that the Rancor yeah. is dead. Right. Yeah, I guess not. Well, let's see. It should have. Yes. You would think, because <laughs> it's people. been a long time at this point. Yeah, I mean, what's his name that took over for Jabba the Hutt? Yeah, Bib Fortuna. Yeah, Fatty. <laughs> he wasn't. Uh, I don't know. He sat on this throne. Just say Couldn't he get another one? I mean, how is he going to enforce a lack of tribute without opening that up? How rare are Rancors, I guess. Right. Very possibly. I, I will have to tell you, the only thing I can think of is at my local comic convention, C2E2, there's always a dude dressed like the Rancor Keeper that carries, <laughs> carries a little, the toy Rancor. <laughs> and every time he takes a picture with somebody, he he looks really sad and he like pets its head. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't know why that just is stuck in my head always with the Rancor. But I'm interested in seeing if we ever will get a Rancor. But I love how the little like rat thing like come out like, I'm going to get you. Yes. <laughs> like, really? He's going to step on you. Oh, I yep. got it, you guys. It's from the Bad Batch. Baby Why? Rancor. Oh, yes. see, I'm not there yet. Yep. Oh, right. I still have a Bad Batch is good. Eight yes, it is. Of Rebels to finish finally. You can skip ahead to uh, Bad Batch. No, Scott. Up, we're trying to watch them together. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I suppose if your husband's going to walk around with a, a long knife and a hockey mask, you should pretty much cooperate <laughs> with him. <laughs> yeah, my Jason isn't quite as tall, but yeah. <laughs> so anyway, they get the uh, information out of that guy. I forgot the name of the robot. Is he an eight dash eight or eight something? I got yeah. 8D8. Yeah, that's it with Matt Berry's voice. He goes, oh, yes. they, they don't crack for anybody. They're afraid of no humans. And then they drop him down there and he starts singing like a bird. So yeah. the next thing is <laughs> they go to, uh, everyone goes to City Hall. And uh, the first thing that goes on is uh, that guy at the door or whatever front desk. Oh, my God, that was hilarious. Do you have an appointment? Are you kidding me? Yeah. <laughs> I got such, like, crazy vibes. I wanted him to be painting his nails and looking like really smart. Right, yeah. Excuse uh, me. Do you Carol have an Burnett appointment? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. That would be crazy. Oh, what was that movie? There's another guy that did that. He, was, he always played like a guy behind a desk that was in charge of weddings and getting dresses. And, oh, darling, let me fix that for you. 
Do you have an appointment? <laughs> I think back in the old day, though, Boba would have just blasted him or something like that. Oh, yeah. Announce. And then when, when the mayor's helper, kind of the Twilight kind of pushes him along, he's like, oh, apologies. It's like, oh, no, that's oh. worse. That's worse. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he's really starting I to bother me. I thought Fennec was going to reach over, grab his collar, and be like, smack, smack. <laughs> Should have. Should have. Yeah, these guys are remarkably restrained. Back in the day, they had everything blasters going off everywhere. Okay, am I imagining it, or did the pig guards even look at each other like, oh, man, this is going to be bad? Like, if they don't let him in. Yeah. <laughs> we will be in for a fight. Yep. Would you they shot to anybody else? Did you guys catch or figure out what the, the name of the species is that turns out to be the mayor? Ethorian. Oh, Ethorian, okay. yeah. Snail-like yeah. thing? It's like, always, it kind of always reminded me of, like, yeah, a snail and a horse and an elephant. <laughs> I think it's Mokshais or Bokshais or Shays. Yeah. It's yeah. always weird because even in the cartoons where they have them, they only talk out of the, the two sides because of where, how their mouths are. But I was like, so weird. And if they're talking, do both sides move at the same time? And we didn't get a shot. You to never see that. see that. Even in the cartoons, no. you never see that. So it's like, <laughs> I've always wondered that. I don't know why. That's one of those things like, huh. At least yeah. he had a translator thing on him so you just didn't hear grunts. Yes, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> like, think. And he was voiced by Robert Rodriguez, the director of episode one. Really? You must love it so much he's just going to hang around and do something else. Yes, sure, absolutely. Sure. <laughs> hey, John. I would do John, the same thing. John, can I, can I be in there? Can I do a thing? Yes. I think that's how it was. I wonder about, like, with the Tuscans, too. It's like, okay. Is it somebody like famous that we don't know, but it's like hiding you know, under all those wraps? Right. Anyway. And the mayor is just as difficult to deal with as his assistant, basically, because he really doesn't give Boba anything. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. A little bag just of coins. A jerk. Yes. And his other uh, Nightwind forces take out the one that got captured. Breaking wind. No, Northwind. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, you're breaking wind. Get her eyes. <laughs> so they, if I remember this correctly, they had to go to Garza's sanctuary next? Yes. Is that true? Okay. I couldn't remember if the twins showed up outside Town Hall, for lack of a better word, or uh, Garza's sanctuary. Yeah, outside of the bar after the yeah. Nightwind guy is like, all right, we're done here. Thank you. Yeah. So the only thing that bothered me about the, tw- the arrival of the twins, which was awesome, I love the guy. Standing in the front. First you hear the drum beating, and then they stop, and there's twins. I'm like, yes! And then the guy in the front, because they're in a litter, that I think I counted about 24 of them that had to hold this litter. And the guy in the front is, like, shaking. Yes! Yeah. I love that they at least it. made him look like, oh, God, this is heavy. Can you please stop talking? <laughs> please, can you guys finish your business so I can put these two down? <laughs> like, these two fat asses. I can't handle it anymore. Yeah. But the only thing that bothered me is when... I mean, they have the typical hut sense of humor, which is practically none, but they do manage to get a, a laugh in. And then they reveal that they have a uh, an enforcer. And But I had a nickname for him, but I can't remember one now. I'm sure it was bad. <laughs> and when they brought him out, and it looked like a – it reminded me of High Noon, a oh, pre-boomer yeah. reference. Yes. You know, yes. like <laughs> there's going to be a, a gunfight in the middle of town. Why wasn't anybody scattering? I mean, that's oh. the first thing I do. Look. Come on, that's honey. That's because they didn't hear yes. the – that <laughs> we used to hear back in the day. That's why they didn't run. If they don't have the yeah. music cue, they don't know. Oh, lack of music cue. That's crazy. They should have. Oh. I'm sure the band was back in the cantina playing like crazy, but they shut the door. No one could hear to run. <laughs> well, BK, that's what we call him. 
apparently has metal in his knuckles. So maybe they thought it was just going to be hand to hand if anything went down. I wrote down he's called the Dark Wookiee. Yeah. <laughs> he is very frowned upon by the other Wookiees. So. Yeah. He's pretty amazing when they finally settled their difference, even after his sister got upset. And he told him to sleep lightly, which was awesome. The Wookiee kind of gives him a sideways glance as he walks away, like we'll see each other again. Yes. I, I don't know how he, how do you do that? Roll that hair and makeup. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, How do you God. look menacing like that? Good camera angle. That's yeah. Good uh, head tilt. I'm going to kill you later. Sleep lightly. Yeah, I went. So, okay, Wesley. Great job today. I'll likely kill you in the morning. <laughs> I had gone, like I said, a rabbit chase. <laughs> and reading Uh-oh. it, like I said, with BK having kind of left the Wookiees, but he was using them as bait for slavers because he wanted to get in front of some like high mobsters. To like be part of their thing, but he couldn't just go to them. And then when he right. went to them, he went undercover to be like a fighter. To you And welcome to the Mudhorn Clan cast on the Fangirl Zone. I am Sean Fangirl S. I'm Steve. And I'm Beskar Dave. Today we're talking about Chapter 2 of Season 1 of the Book of Boba Fett, titled The Tribes of Tantooine, written by John Favreau and directed by Steph Green. <laughs> Stephanator. <laughs> <laughs> Stephanator? Oh my god. The Stephanator. <laughs> Alright, let's jump into some initial reactions for this episode. So, Steve, what do you got? Well, I enjoyed this episode because it gave us this great backstory for Boba from the time he basically got out of the pit and to where we see him in Mandalorian. And it gives enough background to make it much easier to believe that he's wanting to rule by respect instead of by fear. So that was really nice to see. And yeah, what's better than one hut, two huts? <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait. Did we get into football all of a sudden? What's going on? Yes. <laughs> That's their version of the double mint twins. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, I like ours better. quite as cute. Yeah. Not quite yeah. nearly as cute. There's a picture for the Red Sox recently. His mother was one of the double mint twins. What? <laughs> like, what the heck? Yeah, Random really. fact. Random. Random fact. Yeah. I liked uh, the backstory, too. I, I loved it. The exploration of culture is amazing. and I. I think they do a better job than Star Trek, and I'm a Trekkie. I would have to agree with you that showing like, the culture and the immersiveness going back is, is a lot different than we've seen in pretty much any Star Trek or Star Wars. So yeah. I did enjoy this one myself. Twins were funny. And the fact that we keep getting sprinkles of things that apparently had only been in the comic, yes. I'm liking this. So it's really, I feel like, okay, it's like how Marvel starts pulling threads and pulling things in that now we're getting that with the shows for all the uh, Star Wars. And so Boba Fett's pulling some threads, pulling in apparently some pretty big characters. I had no idea. I had to look it up. So (laughs) I'm excited to see what's going to happen. I mean, I went like headlong down the rabbit hole after a certain Wookiee showed up. Yes. Oh, yeah. (laughs) What's his name? Is it? 
Do you know how to pronounce his name? Correctly? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, it says... Uh, Santan. Yeah, I guess... <laughs> okay. I'll, Wait, I'll what did it. you say? Black Kersantan. Yeah, Black Kersantan. I was saying okay. Black Kristan. I heard someone Kirst- mention it once. I, I think Kirst- Steve's Kirst- is closer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to call him Kristen. So. <laughs> Christy for short. Black. Okay. I'll just call him PK. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Hey, uh, pursuant to what Steve mentioned just now, it does answer a question, too, about why Bob was out in the desert and how we saw those speeder bikes in the Mandalorian. I'm like, what is he? How did he know that they were going to go by at that time? You know, early right. on when they had the Marshall and the rest. And now because they're always standing out there waiting, I suppose, for the train to go by. And if, at this point, because he had his, his standard weapon during the Mandalorian, right? The standard uh, Tuscan weapon? Yes. Right. Yeah. So that means he had gone through all the training and they had the train fight. That he could have been out there waiting for a train to go by to make sure they pay tribute. Perhaps. Unless they have a toll booth. Uh, right. No, I didn't even think about like they were waiting to see if they would pay tribute or something. That's interesting. Uh, it bothered me during the Mandalorian. Like, what's he doing out there? How do you know when they're going to go by? Because they're out there a lot. That's why. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and that wouldn't surprise me that that's what he was actually doing because mm. he was up on a ridge and that's probably close to the entrance to the Dune Sea. So Yeah, and uh, I, I'm not sure he spotted them or was using those super sophisticated binoculars, you know, the electronic type. <laughs> right, yeah. I mean, They're always I, fuzzy. Yeah, I know. <laughs> well, at least they work. All right, how about we jump into a recap? All righty. Another solid episode description here. <laughs> Boba Fett faces new challenges on Tatooine. I feel like somebody was really just phoning it in doing these recaps. Oh, absolutely. They're like, it's Christmas. I'm tired. Here. <laughs> this is here. It's good enough. <laughs> I think IMDb used to get in a lot of trouble for spoiling stuff. Yeah. Back in, back in the day when we were watching Fringe, they used to reveal the characters in upcoming episodes and boom you know <laughs> i know some of them would reveal big character arcs too oh really right. yeah that's probably before i was really paying attention to imdb part <laughs> two things at once you're smarter than everyone else because you read it <laughs> i know who's coming back and yep. you just wrecked it for yourself <laughs> so do you always want to get uh, are we going to do discussions or do you want to get to ratings I'm go just... ahead and jump in the ratings okay go ahead sean oh this is hard <laughs> oh great we're gonna get into the spirit talk already because <laughs> it was really good but it's like now it's at the bar so high i'm like i don't know if i should give it a five it's like maybe it needs to be four and a half so it's got somewhere to go are you a french so, olympic judge we're gonna give it a 4.75 <laughs> tribal dance numbers so nice <laughs> steve i'm giving it 4.25 out of five black croissantons okay. <laughs> Maybe it's better if you grunt it. Yeah. (laughs) Somebody's going to have to tell us how we officially are supposed to say that's name. (laughs) Well, I'm going to do better than you guys, or at least go all the way, which I'm known for anyway. (laughs) I'm going to give it five out of five bone-honed fighting sticks. (laughs) That was great, especially for the aforementioned uh, cultural exploration. It was good. It was so good with that. Yeah, terrific. I really enjoyed it. I kind of missed beginning of the episode where they go into town again and then the twins show up and like that's almost like a, t- a totally different episode the rest of it all this right you know? yeah. yeah i can see that they did both and like you know uh, let's just kind of mix it together 
Let's mess yeah. with everybody's head. I don't think it hurt the narrative at all, either. But it does but feel I like I, two I, completely separate, which I know it's supposed to, past and present, but it just seems so separate that they could have did an episode on each one. Yeah. They're going to have to move back to the uh, the twins and what it means in the next episode, though. Oh, I absolutely imagine. they will. Yeah, they decided, yeah, we're going to give you this little piece of the present just to set up what Boba's going to be dealing with the rest of the season. Yeah. And then we're going to show you how we got to where he is. So yeah. it all makes a little more sense, and we'll see how he handles the Hut twins. I am still working my way through a lot of the animated series because we're on Rebels now. Do the Hut wow. twins show up more often? I don't know. I don't remember. I, I, I stopped working my way through it. Just got too busy with other things. <laughs> yeah. so, many ver- so many different levels of the animated. So I'm like still working through. It's like, oh my God, there's so much. And then so many other things that I want to watch. So exactly. Yeah. All right. Should we jump in to the meat and potatoes? Of just talking about the <laughs> Don't episode? make me hungry. It's getting near lunchtime <laughs> in this area. You're killing me. And don't say cheese and rice either. Hey, I won't. <laughs> Too late. I said it myself. No, my stomach's perfectly. <laughs> All right. Well, where did anybody? We start, well, did anybody get a Return of the Jedi feeling with the opening with Fennec bringing the captured assassin in and coming into the palace? Oh, yeah, I guess definitely. I had missed the big door. I, I guess you have to have a door that size when you have a boba. I'm yeah, just I mean, laughing. I'm like, running around. does she have a garage door opener? Because we didn't yeah. get the eyeball like <laughs> rah, 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 right. I like to let her in. <laughs> Maybe they just have a, a scanner outside. She's wearing a chip, and it just opens up for her. Oh, her badge that she's supposed to swipe. It just automatically checks it. Mm-hmm. It's good to, see, uh, good to open the episode that way with Finnick returning with a prisoner. And we learned uh, the name of the association, a <laughs> group that he's a member of, the Order of the North Wind. And did I tell you guys that I'm a member of the Order of the Breaking Wind? <laughs> oh, my God. So, yeah, I, I could say I'm badass, but that would be a little too close. <laughs> I think that deserves a that part of that. <laughs> <laughs> I love how that assassin was all like, you can kill me. I don't care. I'm going to lean into it until. Yeah. Like, oh, well, maybe you want to join the monster down in the pit. Then it's like, ah, yeah, <laughs> so much for being a badass. Yeah. Didn't we see a baby rancor at one time or a baby monster in one of the shows we were watching? Did we? There's a baby. Yeah, something. I, I think we did. It was in Mandalorian, but I don't think it was a Rancor, but it was something else that yeah. one of the famous Star Wars monsters. Yeah, I, I half expected that thing to come squeaking or squealing out of the back, and we're like, what, that? Like ankle, <laughs> ankle high. Like, yeah. <laughs> Apparently, was... word has not gotten around that the Rancor yeah. is dead. Right. Yeah, I guess not. Well, let's see. It should have. Yes. You would think, because <laughs> it's people. been a long time at this point. Yeah, I mean, what's his name that took over for Jabba the Hutt? Yeah, Bib Fortuna. Yeah, Fatty. <laughs> he wasn't. Uh, I don't know. He sat on this throne. Just say Couldn't he get another one? I mean, how is he going to enforce the lack of tribute without opening that up? Uh, how rare are rancors? I guess. Right. Very possibly. I, I will have to tell you the only thing I can think of is at my local comic convention, C two E two. There's always a dude dressed like the rancor keeper that carries, <laughs> no. carries a little the toy rancor. <laughs> and every time he takes a picture with somebody, he he looks really sad and he like pets its head. <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't know why that just is stuck in my head always with the raincore. 
but I'm interested in seeing if we ever will get a raincoat. But I love how the little like rat thing like come out. Like I'm gonna get you. Yes. <laughs> like, really? He's gonna step on you. Oh, I yep. got it, you guys. It's from the Bad Batch, Baby Bye. Rancor. Oh, yes. see, I'm not there yet. Yep. Oh, right. I still have a Bad Batch is good. Eight. Yes, it is. Rebels to finish finally. You can skip ahead to uh, Bad Batch. No, stop. We're trying to watch them together. Oh, okay. Well, I suppose if your husband's going to walk around with a, a long knife and a hockey mask, you should pretty much cooperate <laughs> with him. <laughs> yeah, my Jason isn't quite as tall. but yeah. <laughs> So anyway, they get the uh, information out of that guy. I forgot the name of the robot. Is he an 8-8 or 8-something? Forgot. Yeah. 8-D-8. Yeah, that's it with Matt Berry's voice. He goes, oh, yes. they don't crack for anybody. They're afraid of no humans. And then they drop him down there and he starts singing like a bird. So yeah. the next thing is they go to, uh, everyone goes to City Hall. And uh, the first thing that goes on is uh, that guy at the door or whatever front desk. Oh, goes, my God, ab- that was hilarious. Do you have an appointment? Are you kidding me? Yeah. <laughs> I got such, like, crazy vibes. I wanted him to be painting his nails and looking, like, really smart. Right, yeah. Excuse uh, me. Do you Carol have an Burnett appointment? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That would be crazy. <laughs> Oh, what was that movie? There's another guy that did that. He was he always played like a guy behind a desk that was in charge of weddings and getting dresses. And, oh, darling, let me fix that for you. Do I have an appointment? <laughs> I think back in the old day, though, Boba would have just blasted him or something like that. Oh, yeah. Announce. And then when, when the mayor's helper, kind of the Twilight kind of pushes him along, he's like, oh, apologies. It's like, oh, no, that's oh. worse. That's worse. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he's really starting I to bother me. I thought Fennec was going to reach over, grab his collar, and be like, smack, smack. <laughs> Should have. Should have. Yeah, these guys are remarkably restrained. Back in the day, they everything blasters going off everywhere. Okay, am I imagining it, or did the pig guards even look at each other like, oh, man, this is going to be bad. Like, if they don't let him in. Yeah. <laughs> we will be in for a fight. Yep. Would you run shot. this to anybody else? Did you guys catch or figure out what the, the name of the species is that turns out to be the mayor? Ithorian. Oh, Ithorian, yeah. Snail-like yeah. thing? It's like, always, it always reminded me of like, yeah, a snail and a horse and an elephant. <laughs> I think it's Mokshais or Bokshais or Shays. Yeah. It's yeah. always weird because even in the cartoons where they have them, they only talk out of the, the two sides because of where, how their mouths are. But I was like, so weird. And if they're talking, do both sides move at the same time? And we didn't get a shot You never see that. see that. Even in the cartoons, no. you never see that. So it's like... <laughs> I've always wondered that. I don't know why. That's one of those things like, huh. At least yeah. he had a translator thing on him, so you just didn't hear grunts. Yes, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> I'm like, think. And he was voiced by Robert Rodriguez, the director of episode one. Really? He must love it so much he's just going to hang around and do something else. Yes, sure, absolutely. Sure. <laughs> like, hey, John. I would do John, the same thing. John, can I, can I be in there? Can I do a thing? Yes. I think that's how it was. I wonder about, like, with the Tuscans, too. It's like, okay, is it somebody, like, famous that we don't know, but it's, like, hiding you know, under all those wraps? Right. Anyway. And the mayor is just as difficult to deal with as his assistant, basically, because he really doesn't give Boba anything. Oh, my God. Yeah. Little He's bag of coins. A jerk. Yes. And his other uh, night wind forces take out the one that <laughs> got captured. Breaking wind. No, Northwind. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, you're breaking wind. Did her eyes? <laughs> so they, if I remember this correctly, they had to go to Garza's sanctuary next. 
Yes. Is that true? Okay. I couldn't remember if the twins showed up outside town hall, for lack of a better word, or uh, Garces. Yeah, outside of the bar after the Nightwind guy is like, all right, we're done here. Thank you. Yeah. So the only thing that bothered me about the the arrival of the twins, which was awesome, I love the guy standing in the front. First, you hear the drum beating, and then they stop, and the twins, I'm like, yes. (laughs) And the guy in the front, because they're in a litter that I think I counted about 24 of them that had to hold this litter. And the guy in the front is like shaking. Yes, yeah, I love that they at least it. made him look like, oh, God, this is heavy. Can you please stop talking? <laughs> please, can you guys finish your business so I can put these two down? <laughs> like, these two fat asses, I can't handle it anymore. Yeah. But the only thing that bothered me is when, I mean, they have the typical hut sense of humor, which is practically none, but they do manage to get a, a laugh in. And then they reveal that they have a uh, an enforcer. And but I had a nickname for him, but I can't remember what now. I'm sure it was bad. <laughs> and when they brought him out, and it looked like a, it reminded me of High Noon, oh, pre boomer yeah. reference. Yes. You know, yes. like there's going to be a, a gunfight in the middle of town. Why wasn't anybody scattering? I mean, that's but, the first thing I do. Look. Come on, that's honey. That's because they didn't hear yes. the. That we used to hear back in the day. That's why they didn't run. If they don't have the music cue, they don't know. Oh, lack of music cue. That's crazy. They should have had I'm sure the band was back in the cantina playing like crazy, but they shut the door. No one could hear to run. (laughs) Well, BK, that's what I'm going to call him, apparently has metal in his knuckles. So maybe they thought it was just going to be hand to hand if anything went down. I wrote down he's called the Dark Wookiee. Yeah. Yeah. He is very frowned upon by the other Wookiees. So yeah, he's pretty amazing. When they finally settled their difference, even after his sister got upset, and he told him to sleep lightly, which was awesome. The Wookiee kind of gives him a sideways glance as he walks away, like we'll see each other again. Yes, I've I don't know how he. How do you do that? Roll that hair and makeup. Yeah. <laughs> oh, how do you God. look menacing like that? Good camera angle. That's yes. Yeah. Good uh, head tilt. I'm going to kill you later. Sleep lightly. Yeah, I went. Okay, Wesley. Great job today. I'll likely kill you in the morning. (laughs) I had gone, like I said, a rabbit chase. (laughs) And reading Uh it, like I said, with BK having kind of left the Wookiees, but he was using them as bait for slavers because he wanted to get in front of some like high mobsters to like be part of their thing, but he couldn't just go to them. And then when he went right. to them, he went undercover to be like a fighter to you know, in their gladiator slave pit. And mm-hmm. it just went on and on. And it's like, wow, no wonder the Wookiees shun him because like he was literally using them as bait, trading them so he can get higher up. And it was crazy. And at one point, Boba and BK worked together under Vader. When we first see Boba, which was in this, which one was it? Return of the Jedi? Yeah. I was like, I can't remember when we first seen him. I'm trying to remember the original because I swear that redo, they added him somewhere. But apparently that was the time that they had both worked together and Vader had sent BK on a different like mission. And so they were trying to see who could be the best because they were supposed to be like the top two bounty hunters at the time. So Yeah, but he Boba dissed him by just referring to him as a gladiator. Yes. Yeah. Because Boba had no respect for him based on everything he's done. Because basically, yeah, he would kill people when they're sleeping or like trick them into stuff by using wounded people as bait. And like, yeah, come get this one for your slave masters. And oh, I'm going to kill you. It's like, wow. Yeah. So he is not exactly respectable. So he's, I think, bottom of the barrel of 
bounty hunters, even though he's like super strong. But like his reputation is stacko. It's not good. Yeah. <laughs> Did you guys pick up on the permission to kill a hut? Where does this permission come from? Oh my gosh, I was going to ask you. I was hoping you two knew something that I didn't. Again, because still working through everything. Nope. Because I don't I, remember that. Nothing either. Yeah. <laughs> anything that I've seen. I kind they of, are now. We still have the. It's not the the empire isn't in charge anymore, right? So it's still the the nascent republic, an right? Upper isn't hut. It? Huh? Why would they and, protect the hut, right? Maybe Why would anybody protect maybe the, the hut? Mom. I, I mean, there's a mother hut somewhere, so maybe he's like, <laughs> oh, you know what, can we knock him off? I looked at my husband and I'm like, you know he's looking at Fennec going, start the paperwork. <laughs> I'm done with these two already. The sister who's like, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm like, what is that? He's like whispering. He's like, what, can you not talk? You're willing to kill somebody, but you're not willing to talk out loud about that? What is that mess? Well, it bothers me so much, I, I'm going to go to Green Rand. Now, I'll read this for everyone. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> the twins connect to Jabba the Hutt simply through the Hutt clan, which is one of the biggest criminal enterprises in the galaxy. And one of the five syndicates controlling the criminal underworld, along with Black Sun and Darth Maul's Crimson Dawn. The twins are also said to be Jabba's cousins, although it's still unclear if they were close to Jabba, as his family tree has been extensively chronicled in canon, and there are no previous reference to a pair of twins. They arrived on Tatooine following the death of Bib Fortuna, who was safeguarding Jabba's former empire. When they try to intimidate Boba into submission, he tells them they will have to kill him to get back the throne. But the brother comments, bloodshed is bad for business. As they leave, <laughs> Black Kassanstan, by the side, Boba and Fennec realize they have a true enemy on their hands. And she goes, you're going to need permission to kill them. Which is, I guess, is a reference to the Hutt clan's well-established power in the criminal underworld. And since they are connected throughout the galaxy... Oh, so attacking one hut is practically attacking all of them. Huh. Okay, so that thanks makes to, sense. Yeah, thanks to Screen Rant for that. Uh, I don't know how widely known that was. They never went after Leia. Yeah, yeah. Wow, yeah. <laughs> Maybe they're like, well, man, it. she did it by herself with her mm. hands. Maybe we shouldn't mess with her. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> there is an explanation, but you're right. Why didn't they go up Leia? Because they didn't want to cross Darth Vader or... <laughs> ah, maybe. They're like, yeah, you know what? The Empire is after them. Let's let them deal with that one. And that means the Empire allowed them to conduct their business then. Yep. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I thought it was one of the, like, the Outer Rim that they kind of didn't pay attention to much anyway. Yeah. Although everybody seems to be after the spice. So apparently we made it over to the Dune planet. I don't know. Right. <laughs> yeah, I know. Spice, what's that look like? Crack. <laughs> Like that. <laughs> Boba's told to sleep lightly, and what does he do? He's back in the tank. Right? Yeah, he doesn't, he doesn't sleep that lightly, does he? No. He's a dreamer. Maybe he assumes they're going to be a little bit more forthcoming with the attack. You know, not like sneak up when he's sleeping. I don't know. Even though they said sleep lightly. Yeah. I, I don't know if Fennec and a couple of uh, Gamorians are good enough for uh, guards. You know, they could just be overwhelmed, literally. Yeah. True. It is a nice palace. So I guess now that we see the back to tank, we can always look forward to uh, flashback. Every time he gets in it. <laughs> Apparently, he gets so relaxed in his bath that you know, <laughs> he just can't light candles like everywhere else. There's no bubbles, but you know, he's just relaxed. He's no relaxed. bubbles. So he's not a member of the Breaking Wind? <laughs> or the Order of the Breaking Wind? <laughs> oh, my God. Do you guys have Sorry, a special handshake? Or is it just... <laughs> <laughs> Stand there all day and see who's the loudest. Oh my god. <laughs> and then everybody passes out from the methane. But anyway. It's, it's kind of like 
an instance of blazing saddles if, if you catch the reference. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's why there can't be any candles. Uh, yes. Yes. <laughs> it's kind of amazing you don't get too many uh, new members. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Anyway, we, we get back to the training, which I was happy to see. I was, I was unhappy that we didn't pursue the, the twins, but happy actually to see all the Tuscans again. And then uh, Bobo's training, and all of a sudden this creature pops out of the sand. What the heck was that? I thought it would be a baby ma- massive. No, it was a wart. A wart? Yep. W O R R T. Wart. Do we eat them? Do they eat them? <laughs> I, I thought it was uh, one of the dog things. Like, oh, hey, look, we just found another one. It's like, what the hell yeah, is no. that? <laughs> there are so many different creatures in the Star Wars verse. I do not know where they, what they are, if they're friendly, if they're food. What the heck is happening? I thought it was food, but they just coldly shot it. But it's right. kind of good that they did because it led someone to the top of that little dune there so they could see what I call Sandpiercer coming yes, along. That yeah, was I've nice. seen that. <laughs> good one. That's a reference to the TV show Snowpiercer, in case you don't know what I'm talking about. I was like, yes, Sandpiercer. You can go back and watch the movie. It had Chris Evans in it. Yeah. <laughs> Get a cube of that black jelly. That's okay. I'll pass on that. When I went to Wonderland Comics this past week in Putnam, Connecticut, I always talk it out, the TV shows with them, and I thought it was interesting that uh, that the train seemed to be on the offensive. I mean, they passed, and we know the Tuscans are raiders. Holy smokes, they shot first, and they have superior weaponry and technology. So I, I found it difficult to, well, later when they were captured, spoiler alert, and they take the train. So, well, we thought you were just raiders. I'm like, really? The first thing, and they went through a couple of banthas, too. All they do is shoot, and everyone starts dying, and the banthas get shot. What do you guys think? I felt bad about the poor Banthas. <laughs> you were like pulling her. I know. I was like, no, I'm not going to go. I'm like, this is like my dog when I'm trying to get her inside from a walk. Right. He's like, not exactly weight. fast movers. No. Yeah. yeah. That definitely gave me the wild, wild, wild west feel to it. When, oh, yeah. When we're finally getting railways across the country where, yeah, people would just shoot bison for fun and. Yeah. Shoot any Indians around. And yeah. yeah that, that was exactly what I got out of this. And you kind of go, yeah, the Tuscans are being treated like the Native Americans. They were here first, but. Yeah. Making, they have to make way for someone that's more, but don't have to. They're forced to make right. way for someone with greater technology, which yeah, is, I of course, unfair. Just, yeah. I was going to say, I, I was thinking that was just completely unfair the way they're. He's like, yeah, we're just going to shoot. I think some of them are just doing it for fun because they're, you know, jackasses. So Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it was yeah. definitely for sport. That's what Not I thought. because they were really being threatened by them. It was just, no, let's see how many we can take out and as we pass by. Yeah. They can't really know when the trend's going to come by because obviously they had no idea one would come by. They just accidentally spotted it. Right. It'd be kind of dumb to have a schedule anyway. And they really would be able to raid them, you know, just pile up a bunch of banthas in the middle of the desert, let them run into it. But that would be mean. Yeah. Now, of course, all this pisses Boba off. Yeah. And he tries to convince the chief that you guys are warriors. We can do this. And he begs to let him go out and he'll be back in the morning, he promises. So where does he go? Where else? Another bar. (laughs) Yeah, I guess you could call it a bar. Why any normal person like those, those two humanoids in there would want to frequent a bar like that, I have no idea. Maybe that's the closest one to their moisture farm? Yeah. Well, I know those guys are just going to beat us up and take our money, So, but I need a drink. 
Maybe they're travelers. Maybe they're not there all the time. No, they seem like travelers to me. Oh, yeah, because they all had speeder bikes there. Well, so no, they, the, the, the two humans there, not the... Oh, oh. yeah. That, well, the two humans there are two characters that were originally in New Hope, but got cut. Oh, oh like, wait, they? what? Yeah. That's a good one. Yep. The two uh, humans in there were in a scene with Luke and Biggs Darklighter in the original uh, filming of the new, uh, new Hope, but huh. it, that scene got cut, so... They actually are now officially in the mythology. Yeah. Only 40 years later. <laughs> wow. That's amazing. Really deep cut there. That yeah. is a real deep cut. I'm going to have to tell my members of the Order of the Breaking Wind that there's such a thing as a dark lighter. I'm sure we can employ that. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yeah. Well, we heard the station's name in A New Hope because that was where Luke was going to pick up some power converters. But of course, right. we never see him make it there. So. <laughs> That kind of explains why we didn't know much about that station. Yeah, so that's pretty amazing. They're, they're starting to rival the Marvel shows we've been watching on TV with backstory. Oh, yes. <laughs> did we catch the... the threads. The, it was great. Did we catch the name of the aliens in the uh, station slash bar? Um, I think it was Joe Jackass and crew. Joe <laughs> and his team. <laughs> oh, they're Nikto. N-I-K-T-O. Nikto. Nikto Jackass? Yeah. They're related to Joe. Yeah. <laughs> Stealing people's chips. What is wrong with you? you do and Drake finishing his drink. And right. Just, what? <laughs> you know what? If some jerk's going to come and take my drink, I probably, like, oh, well, he's bigger. I'm probably not going to start a fight. But if you take my chip, we're going to fight. Yeah. Keep your chips in your pocket. <laughs> <laughs> Keep just a handful on the, on the table. Oh, darn, that's all I have. Yeah, so Boba shows up and basically takes them all down. With they a were, stick. He was out. Yeah. <laughs> that was reminiscent of the Mandalorian entering the bar in the first episode of that series. Yes, getting, standing there and getting framed. Yep. I love how that keeps happening. It's like, all right, yeah, keep doing that. It's like the James Bond gun barrel sequence. Oh, yes. I could totally see, yeah, that comparison there. Every time you see him framed in a doorway, he's probably going to kick some ass. So, you know, you should probably run. Yep. Yep. The old Clint Eastwood Western pose. So did yep. the bad guys all know who he was? Or not? What do you guys think? Because they all grab weapons, even though he's walking in with basically in his underwear with a rifle <laughs> and a stick. But well, they he all had grab weapons. weapons. He had a, he, he had the rifle. Yeah, rifle and his stick. Yeah, but like so. they all hurry up and grab. Like he didn't say anything, but they all grabbed weapons. Like oh crap, this dude's well, going to party. Pretty much what you should do when you had the gun barrel sequence. True. Yeah, yeah. I don't think they had a clue who he was. Yeah, but they got their asses handed to themselves. So. <laughs> Good fight sequence. Yes. And he breaks a rifle. He gives it yeah. that look. He's got this bizarre wide-eyed look like, look what I just did. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, like, no words were spoken. Yeah, none. That did you see at the end? Part. Screaming. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> did you see at the end of the, the fight's over and Pee Wee Herman goes out to knock over all the bikes? I mean, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that's what was going to happen. <laughs> the bartender behind the bar looks at the aftermath and nods his head. He's like, hmm. Approve. Yeah, let me clean this up. He's just like wiping down. Yeah, the really. If I was those two people, I'd grab any, all the chips lying around on the floor and in pockets. Okay, honey, let's get out of here. Time to go. Here's a tip. <laughs> Maybe he was the bartender can be like, "Hey, can you help me move these bodies to the back so I can burn them?" Ooh. And then I won't tell anybody anything. I know nothing. Take what you need. Just help me move them. So Boba has a gift for the chieftain. I guess that's what we'll have to call him from now on. So far, it's yeah. just the chieftain. 
And he says uh, he has got a gift for him. And he's going to show him how to stop the train. And it includes bike training. <laughs> <laughs> that was such a good scene over and over. The first Tuscan. Yeah. Goes in reverse. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, of course. It's so comedic. Well, I yeah. love when they first get around the bikes and they start hitting him. They're like breaking it apart. He's like, no. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Those are mine. When I say a gift for you, it doesn't mean you break them. We're going to use them. Right. Yeah. And we see that speeder jumps aren't easy after all. That was hilarious. Takes practice. That one guy keeps dumping into the sand. (laughs) I love how he's going really slow. And I was laughing because I'm like, that would be me at motorcycle training right there. Yeah. Can we put training (laughs) wheels on this too, please? It's like so slow. And then with the jumping. I have a question because the jumping we've seen like the guy fall like a bunch of times. Did the chieftain like run the one over though? Even though they're hovering, because I swear I seen the bike kind of go like bloop, like, like a little bump over. <laughs> yeah, over I, one that's of the right, guys. but I wasn't. I don't think it was the chieftain. I don't know if no. he ever got him. Yeah, oh, that was the, bike. the lead fighter. Oh, okay, the number okay. one <laughs> fighter that was all dressed in black. But we did see him like basically run one of the guys over. Yeah, <laughs> sorry. I love that they had to throw that. It's like a little comedy. You're like, okay, no, he's fine. We just, yeah, he just fell off into the sand. We're not going fast. Oh, and you ran him over. Okay. That's the typical training montage that we've seen in hundreds of other shows when the guy's got a little more skill and he wants to show everyone else how it's done. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 But it was fun watching that whole thing. And then I want to know what the timeline was supposed to be because like how long between the, the that train come through and show back was, up yeah 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 i know well you can set your time on that planet by when a band when a bantha gets shot yeah i guess that means a train attack you're right it, i guess days weeks maybe who knows when the train goes by anyway yeah i'm assuming that it has to be at least a week or two because when they actually go out to meet up with the train most of the tuscans seem to be able to handle the feeders adequately at least yeah enough to get close to each other and jump from one to another yeah <laughs> boba can handle a broken speeder too that thing was spitting flame when they mounted their attack right that's why i was wondering why he grabbed the guy put him on his broken speeder i'm like what are you guys gonna do that thing's going <laughs> down in a minute <laughs> i don't know if it was raiders last act like the beginning when it was actually river phoenix when he was a kid that jumped on the, the train Mm-hmm. It's like a, it had this feel to it with with this one. It's like right, like, yeah. Use the hooks and jump on. And it's like oh, somebody's gonna open. Oh, that was also in Return of the Jedi. I think on Jabba's floating palace when the one opened like the shutter or whatever, and he gets punched or pulled out. Oh yeah, that just had this yeah. feel happen. It's like okay, I love how I'm getting these kind of old move, not old movies, but yeah, like previous movies, like feels like okay, this is gonna keep happening because somebody's gonna do something stupid. It's like. Oh, there's somebody boarding. I should stick my head out and lean way out and see what happens. Happens every time. Usually, when if you look in the other direction, you can see the tunnel coming. Right. <laughs> and everybody in the train is like, oh, that's nasty. <laughs> I had a flashback to Falcon and Winter Soldier. One of the first episodes. I can't remember if it was a train fight or a truck fight. We were on top of a, I guess it was a truck. No, it was a train fight. No, it was it a train was fight. Train that's fight. right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, we're... <laughs> Winter Soldier's barely hanging on to the bottom after he gets has his ass handed to him by a woman. <laughs> yeah, that's when uh, Falcon goes, "Hey, that little girl kicked your ass." Oh, that yeah. was on the yeah, that was on the truck. That, that was, was on the truck. Yeah. No, it was oh, on the yeah, truck. No, maybe it was the truck. Yeah, yeah it was I on the truck. Right. Yeah, he almost 
because he says they get underneath it. hanging underneath. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they did this in Clint Eastwood movies and before that too. Great train attack. Never gets old. Nope. And of course, the droid running the train was absolutely amazing. Oh my god, that was like comical. Yes, he got so many limbs that he's just turning and twisting knobs left, right, and center. And then it's like, <laughs> Zoink, awesome. I'm out of here. <laughs> yeah. Says, nope, Exit nope. stage right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Boba breaks the window and this guy opens his, da-da-da, goes rolling onto the sand, skitters oh, off like, like a spider. Yeah, like a spider. <laughs> I'm like, he's a sand crab. I'm like, it's like, um, yeah. you probably are getting tracked there, little robot man. Yeah. A metal skitter from uh, Falling Skies. <laughs> oh. Yeah. <laughs> so they they managed to take the train. We still don't have a name for uh, the badass Tuscan warrior, but it's played by Joanna Bennett. We all figured she was a woman. I guess yeah. she's not the uh, chief's wife, but I guess just like right hand. Yeah, lead warrior. Your lead warrior. Yeah. So uh, she ends up boarding the train too. Uh, let's see. Then the droid bails, and Boba manages to stop the train. That's right. Yeah, if that's what you want to call it. (laughs) Yeah, a little sideways skid there. A little derailment. Yeah, derailment from floating along there. (laughs) That droid must be pretty strong to operate all those levers because Boba had to use his fighting stick to push that, what, the accelerator or brake, whatever it was. Yeah, I think it was emergency brake. (laughs) Yeah. I thought that was because, like, the robot kept having whatever charge up and, like, expel the energy, and so... It wouldn't have so much pressure on the brake at that point. It had it, like, shot everything out, which looked like, I don't know, a burst of super speed all of a sudden. It's like, oh, that's Yeah, it's kind of like the photo star drive for the (laughs) train. Say, this is your emergency boost engine. It'll get you out of any trouble. I guess it doesn't have any uh, defensive measures aside from people mounting in the windows and shooting. No. I don't know. So Boba stops the train, it derails, and they get the spoils of victory. And since Steve seems to be the expert on species in this episode, do we find out what those fish-like creatures were? Well, they're members of the Pike Syndicate. I didn't really get a specific name to their species, unless it is a pike. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think the only time we've seen seen the pikes are in the cartoon as well, right? Except I thought, like, that mask thing, like, they talk, their mouths actually move through it. Yeah. So, like, I guess, I don't know, they had to do something more practical for this and take off their faces? Right. (laughs) (laughs) Face covering. I love how they're like, well, how are we supposed to make it back? And he's like, walk, bitch. He was like, I don't care. (laughs) You got two feet, get moving. Yeah, but we're going to be attacked. We're going to get killed. No. You have passage. Yep, they have the anchor head. I love that so, he was so dramatic about it too. Oh yeah, it's like okay, re- Boba, bring it down a notch. I, I like that because they, uh, he was reasserting or asserting the ancestral claim to the Dune Sea. Yes, it's like that giving the awesome. uh, yeah, the great grasslands back to uh, Cherokee or Lakota yes. or <laughs> Native <laughs> Indian. Yes. Absolutely. I mean, I get what he was trying to do, and it made perfect sense. But it's like, oh, excuse me, who are you to be like? You must pay tribute. It's like, well, yeah, good. I'm sure they like that. But as we find out, there's several tribes. Maybe you need to communicate that somehow first so they're not, like, yeah. backed off. <laughs> I mean, Walk several tribes. File. Several tribes of Tuscans out yes. there? Yes. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And I thought it was interesting, and it may just been 
because I never read any of the books or comics, that they were specific saying that there used to be a ton of water and yeah. it dried up. And I'm like, oh, I didn't realize that when they, they said the Dune Sea, I thought it was just always kind of like dunes and they just called it the Dune Sea. I didn't know it was supposed to be like, oh, there used to be a crap ton of water here. And then things went awry, obviously. Obviously. <laughs> and can I say when they open the water tank, I'm just like, you're wasting so much yeah, of it. What are you doing? Yes. And the chief is over there nodding. Good job. Good job. Right? right? <laughs> I'm like, no, no, turn that off. Yeah. Don't break that yet. And did you Get guys notice? containers the, first. Did you notice the herd of Banta at one point when they yeah. pull back? I love that. I'm like, oh my yeah, God, the attention to cool. detail. It just takes my breath away. I wonder where the Banta get their, uh, their water. Yeah. Just black melons. Yeah. Giant probably. black melons. <laughs> yeah. So they, they get back to camp and it's, it's a successful mission. And in return for Boba's gift, he gets a gift. Yeah. <laughs> I know. And I was thinking, that's oh, not. Oh, it's not, a lizard. Yeah, that's <laughs> not nice. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it was kind of funny because Boba's like, ah, I think I swallowed it. Yeah. yeah I, love, I love that. What He's happened? Like, oh, thanks. Like you gave me a lizard. Okay. And yeah. then they're like, poof, here's some spice on top of it. Yeah. <laughs> Good luck, yeah, he... my friend. <laughs> Acid trip time. Yeah. Yeah. Things crawling around there. He's getting tripped. At first, I thought it was all internal, but he really did walk out of camp. Yeah, he, he did. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. I'm like, wait, is this supposed to be a reality? And then he's like coming in with the stick. I was like, oh, I guess it is. Yeah. So I guess there's really a tree out there that while you're high as a kite. Hey, get it? Kite in a tree? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> did captures him. And then, yeah. yeah, well, I don't think it grabbed him. I think that was part of the like. Hallucination, yeah. yeah he just, he just went up there. Height moment. He just went up there, had all the memories, and then snapped a branch. Okay, because there can't be that many trees out there for them to yeah, no kidding. Their weapons out of, unless it's only for brand new people, and the other ones get it like passed down to them. I don't know. No, or or you win one. Yeah, yeah maybe. <laughs> yeah. comes he back. He really to... hallucinates big time at the tree, and we actually get to see his. Empire Strike Back costume yeah. with the gray tabard. That was awesome. It was awesome. A lot of I memories there quickly went by. With, with their getting him dressed. It's like, oh, thanks. We're in the desert. You're putting black fabric on me. Great. Yes. So much. <laughs> I'll be well, so nice nighttime. and cool. It's it's interesting that Boba understands all the customs, too. He he knows their tribal in nature. So when they take him in the, the tent and, and wrap him in that, I guess he, he just goes along with it like he's being clothed somewhere along Saxton Avenue or something like that. Here's your new suit, sir. I thought it was funny that the Tuscans were even were surprised that he actually returned. Oh, I don't think they really thought he was going to return from his uh, little uh, trip there. Right? (laughs) They're like, oh, he made it. Oh, I I was a little disappointed. I was disappointed the kid didn't run out and hug him. Yeah, I thought he was was checking out his studs though earlier. He's like, oh, yes, nice. (laughs) These are nice cl- wraps of cloth. It's like, what? what and the chieftain just opens that little container again, and that lizard yeah. just goes whoosh, right back into his container. And he goes, whoa. Job done. Yeah. Oh <laughs> All I kept thinking was Star Trek with the thing in the ear. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, oh, this is up the nose. I think I sneezed for about five minutes watching that. It's like, oh, God. What's the name of the lizard that's always selling insurance? <laughs> it's a Geico. Oh, yeah, it's a Geico. <laughs> yeah, the Geico. 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 He planted sure. the little thing up in his head. He's like, "Bye, Geico." Yeah. 
It'd be great if you handed him a little tissue. Here, you're going to need this. <laughs> <laughs> you deserve to save. Right. <laughs> that's, what, that's what's going through his head now. And that's yeah. why, and see, and that's why he's trying to rule with respect instead yes. of he wants to yeah. save everyone. There we go. Did you guys like the uh, closing ceremony around the bonfire? Oh, that was awesome. That it totally awesome. had, like, I sent the, the guys, like, if you've ever watched Tank Girl and you see the Rippers, at one point they have a prayer and then they start dancing. And that's all I <laughs> was thinking after this. But I'm like, oh, it was so tribal. It was really cool how they did it. Yes. But yeah, I had that goofy ripper moment too in my head. But I loved how it was like they kept adding people and they went around. And, and I wonder if that was like out of, is, I think, New Zealand culture. It's like some of the tribes that were out there. Is it New Zealand? Or, yeah, I think it is. And Hawaiian, like some of the older tribes. Yep. And Samoan. Yes. Thank you. Absolutely. I couldn't think of the other one. So I really liked how that went. And it makes me wonder like, did they create it? specifically for this or did they have somebody come in to teach them like a like actual tribal dance to do it well i bet it was choreographed yeah i would say so it's still really cool it was really cool i wish i had one of the sticks i was like pumping it up with an invisible one above my head when they were doing it <laughs> yeah <laughs> the whole thing with him like creating his own like really you're gonna know how to do this just that fast you're gonna watch him do like one or two like movements you're like oh i got this crack oh crap i gotta put that lizard back up my nose armor you got this you are much better at this than i am yeah i think he had seen that dance performed probably on several occasions and wasn't allowed to participate until this episode and so he kind of had an idea of what he was supposed to be doing yeah including someone wrapped in black like he was yeah maybe yeah yeah cool well any other thoughts on the rest of the episode I love so to far, say so when good. I, I don't, first see him in all black with the hood up, I'm like, oh, look at it. It's Darth Boba. <laughs> Boba. He went Sith. Or oversized Jawa. <laughs> yeah. Aren't they in brown? Giant Jawa. Yeah. Oh, no. Giant Jawa. Were those Jawa <laughs> eyes that was in the tree, by the way, when he first- It appeared? sure looked like it I to thought me. it was supposed to be. So maybe the Jawas were watching, like, is he going to die? Can we take something from him again? <laughs> oh, yeah. Does he have that lizard take a stick. his nose? Yeah, we need that lizard. Oh, God. All right. Well, we do have some feedback for Chapter 2 of Boba Fett. Our friend Fred from the Netherlands has graced us with his thoughts. So let's take a listen. Hello, Sean, Steve, and Dave, and all listeners to the Fangirl Zone. This is Fred from the Netherlands with some feedback for The Book of Boba Fett, Season 1, Episode 2, or Chapter 2. I was under a stone, under a rock again, if I want to use that expression, not being in my right mind, because I thought The Book of Boba Fett was a kind of cinema, a full movie, and heard some people talk about it. I didn't realize it was a series, so it took me up to episode 4 to realize it was a series, but now I'm watching it and really, really liking it. Especially also with Ming-Na Wen from, of course, Marvel Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. So I contacted Steve and he said he still was editing 
So I could give my feedback for this episode. Of course, I missed episode one because it's already out when I record this. But this episode was really, really very good. Since half a year, I'm rating on IMDb as well. And I gave this episode a 10 out of 10, which I rarely give. And especially the the dream sequence, though, the whole Tuscan part of this episode was so, so, so good. I really like the interaction between Boba Fett and this so-called primitive sand people, Tuscan Raiders. You really see he connects to their culture and then you discover that their culture is much richer than you initially think. I think it has a bit of feeling of few hundred years ago when European people were accepted, for instance, by a Native American tribe and had to learn all the Indian culture and then you discover how rich it actually is. Really nicely done. Of course, the train part reminds us a little bit, I don't know if you watched that series, about Snowpiercer having such a long train going through bare landscapes. Of course, in the case of Snowpiercer, it's all snow and ice and here it's a desert. But nevertheless, it really gives that feeling. Very nice to see how the Tuscan actually train Boba Fett and Boba Fett trains the Tuscan. And another scene and special effects is, of course, the hot twins, which are very nice. And I also like to see Jennifer Beals here as Madame Gartha Whip. I know her from long time ago when I watched The L Word. Didn't make the connection first. Of course, she is full in costume and makeup. And I thought, I know her from somewhere. I know her from somewhere. And then I looked her up and then I thought, okay, now I know. Okay, that will be all for this time. Greetings. All the best. Fred from the Netherlands. Well, thank you, Fred, for sending us your feedback. Really appreciate it. And yeah, we couldn't agree more about having the Tuscans and Boba getting to learn each other's history and and their methods for living and such. Yeah, I'm glad uh, Fred's a big fan of the culture angle yes, too. Uh, that would yeah. really that really impressed me. Also, good catch, Fred. Yeah, oh, I feel another the same with that. 100%. Yeah, and another good catch by Fred was the. The analogy between Snowpiercer and Sandpiercer. I was calling it Sandpiercer, Fred. Yes, he did. <laughs> he messaged us while he was watching it and said, Sandpiercer. And I went, <laughs> oh, okay, I got you. <laughs> <laughs> Dave and I agree with you that, yes, it's nice having Jennifer Bill on the, uh, on the, <laughs> yep. on the show, too. <laughs> She's a maniac. Yeah. <laughs> Very nice, Dave. <laughs> Well, Fred, we really do appreciate hearing your feedback and looking forward to hearing from you again. Thanks, Fred. Well, we'd love to hear your thoughts on each and every episode this season. Our deadline for feedback is 6 p.m. Eastern every Friday during the season. You can send your feedback via email or audio to contact us at fangirlzone.com. Please review and rate us on iTunes and any other platform you use for your podcast with good ratings and reviews. It helps other fans of the show. Find us as there's plenty of other Star Wars podcasts out there. Tell your friends, and I hope you're enjoying our podcast. And don't forget to check out the other great Fangirlzone podcasts. And we have a lot. So go check out <laughs> www.fangirlzone.com. You can find the podcast there. You can find our contacts tab, which is more important because there's all the ways you can get a hold of us. Because I never remember all of them. And 
You know, there's something out there called the Marvelous Post Blip Podcast. Dave, Steve, have you heard of this one by chance? Heard of it? I love it. Yes. It's awesome. I kind of like cut Dave off and I'm so sorry. (laughs) I got excited because we have so many things coming on the fangirls on. I just want everybody to listen and uh, tell your friends about all of the shows and this show. And we want to know what you're thinking. So don't forget to reach out to us. So for this episode of the Mudhorn Clan cast, I'm Steve. Your lives are a gesture of our civility. I'm Sean Fangirls, and that's quite dramatic. Good one. And I'm Beskar Dave. And speaking of contacting us, I have a request, because I have two closes. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Hard to decide, so please, dear fans, let us know. Closing number one. I want to use my spear to make Garza whip. (laughs) Closing two. I want to make Jennifer Beals sweat like a gumped on Mustafar. (laughs) Please vote now. Send us your responses. Thank you. (laughs) There is nothing wrong with your internet. Do not attempt to adjust your settings. We are controlling the podcast. We control the squealing and the screams. We can make your heart flutter, your eyes blur from tears, or sharpen your mind to crystal clarity. For the next hour, sit back. We are in control of what you hear. We repeat, there is nothing wrong with your setting. You are about to experience the awe and mystery known as the female mind. You are now entering the fan.